Hello and welcome to the Mobile Leaders Podcast. This is episode one and we're very excited to launch this. This podcast is about all things mobile in the enterprise and how you can successfully implement your mobile initiatives. I'm Anusha, leading enterprise product marketing for Xamarin at Microsoft and Steve. Hi, I'm Steve Hall, Director of Enterprise Mobility at Xamarin for Microsoft. Wonderful. So mobile is complex, it's constantly changing, and it's definitely challenging to implement at the enterprise. The idea behind this podcast is to enable businesses to understand the different aspects here and break it down into more consumable pieces. So we'll be interviewing various mobility leaders, analysts, and uh, different experts to understand what, what's really going on here and get some varied ideas and perspectives. So today's topic is on the latest mobility trends. Steve, um, let's spend just a couple of minutes discussing a little bit about what we're doing here as part of uh, Microsoft and Xamarin to help companies stay ahead of the curve when it comes to mobile. Yeah, absolutely, Anisha. There's a lot of things on the mind of enterprises right now when they're approaching their, their mobility initiatives. So things like you know, how they're going to handle their user experience, how they're going to delight those users, uh, implementing things like mobile DevOps and, and just being able to manage the applications once they're deployed in, in, in the hands of users. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mobile DevOps has been increasingly important. As Xamarin's product suite matured over the past couple of years, you know, we've, we've addressed quality through automated testing on hundreds of devices and the ability to monitor applications once deployed. Uh, those have been very important things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are also a number of things we're doing as part of Microsoft now to further enhance mobile DevOps. Things like crash reporting, uh, integrating more robust analytics into the, into the chain, automating product builds. These are all areas that help achieve faster cycles and, and ultimately increase the quality of the application, which is so critical. Yeah, de- DevOps is coming up in so many conversations today and um you know, so many customers are talking about it. What are some of the other things that uh, is top of mind for customers that they find is super important for them to succeed with mobile? Well, you know, it's really interesting. Today, so much is influenced by this, the, the consumer trends. You know, these are largely consumer devices we use in the enterprise. The, you know, mm-hmm. in the old days of mobility, everything was an enterprise-specific device. You had a ruggedized device uh, that, w- that was used, and you could only buy it for the enterprise. Nobody would buy one for home and, and use it for anything. So, the, so this wave of devices that we've seen over the last seven or eight years are all focused at consumer experiences. And of course, the applications that run on those devices are, are targeted toward the consumer market as well. So all all, all have amazing experiences or they, or they don't get the user, they don't get adoption. And surprisingly enough, this is exactly what happens in the enterprise. The enterprise needs to have a great user experience to entice people to use their enterprise applications, just like we see in the consumer app stores. Yeah, that, that includes those native user interfaces. You want, you want that beautiful user experience and user interface of the application, but it, also includes the native performance and all that functionality that's exposed by uh, these device manufacturers. You know, there's so many cool things on the device and, and people want to use those things like touch ID and, and uh, you know, the location enabled services and push notifications, all of those things together help make 
a great ecosystem for your app to run in, in your enterprise. Thanks, Steve. Those are some really great um, points on some of the trends in the market today. So I actually uh, spoke with um, Maribel Lopez during our Xamarin Evolve 2016 conference, and uh, she had a lot to say about enterprise mobility trends as well. So uh, let's take a quick listen to that. Maribel is the founder of Lopez Research. It's a strategy and market research firm. She's also the author of the Wiley book, Right Time Experiences, and co-founder of the Mobile Research Council. And she's a contributor to Forbes.com as well. Wow. Uh, thank you for joining us, Maribel. Thanks for uh, having me. So let's start with what you're seeing in the market today. What are some of these latest mobility trends and what do they mean for the enterprise specifically? Yeah, um, I do think of enterprise mobile as embracing a lot of the consumer trends. So let me tell you how enterprises are thinking about mobile. I think there's four things that they're mm -hmm. really looking at right now. Mm -hmm. um, one I would say is around design considerations. So people are um, still doing native. In native, they've actually branched out to do multiple operating systems, mm -hmm. and they're looking at um, combining uh, native, responsive, and hybrid apps in their organization. I think a few years ago, people were very specific about maybe it was one operating system and maybe it was one type of development model, but now I think they're much more open to the right development for the right job. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's one trend. Mm -hmm. uh, the second trend is I see people um, moving out of what was just replicating existing enterprise mobile um, pro or enterprise apps and into mobile. And I'm seeing them actually start to think more about building what I call right time experiences, which mm -hmm. is the right info to the right person at the right time on the device of choice. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, they need to think differently about the business processes. So they're mm -hmm. starting to integrate things like location and sensor data and image capture and, you know, things that are actually very prevalent in a lot of consumer apps, mm -hmm. but are now starting to filter into enterprise apps because you really have to change the process to collect that data. And why do you think they're starting to do that right now? You know, what's changed from the past? Yeah, well, I think first in the in the past, um, you know, we always sort of march backwards into the future in the sense that we try to replicate what we have. Mm -hmm. um, and you need to do that in order to understand sort of what some of the differences in the technology are. So I think people have a better understanding of the power of mobile. Mm -hmm. I think that in people's consumer lives, they do really interesting things in mobile and they want to do the same things on the enterprise side. But I think the real driver for that is mm -hmm. that people are looking to use mobile for competitive advantage and differentiation. And that means they inherently need to do something different than they did before mm -hmm. uh, and are using mobile as one of the tools to do that. Do you think um, it goes beyond competitive advantages also to like, you know, um, they're starting to see benefits in terms of productivity and efficiency? Is that something that you're seeing? Yeah, I think productivity is sort of the the basic place where people start. Mm -hmm. I think when they really start adding in the, this other data, mm -hmm. they're starting to look at building different experiences, different experiences for their employees, different experiences for their customers, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. even their partners. And the reason that that's important is... Um, you're not just trying to replicate. You're not just trying to make it cheaper or faster. You're mm -hmm. literally trying to make it better. Right. And I think that's, um, you know, that can lead to competitive advantage, but it also just leads to you having a sustainable business mm -hmm. and making something better and making something more efficient um, allows you to move out of, uh, you know, say in the IT role where we always are keeping the lights on we're actually driving innovation in corporations by embracing things like mobile and mm -hmm. thinking differently about the workflows. And it's allowing your employees to do a different 
job and focus on different things than they had in the past because they're not mm-hmm. spending all their time sort of rummaging through five apps to get information. Mm-hmm. They can focus on serving the customer better or creating new products or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. So like more on innovation, right? Um, so what are you seeing as some, you know, some of the things that businesses are doing? They're probably connecting to different data sources or what are some of these new experiences that you're, you've been seeing? I think one of the experiences that is extremely powerful for an organization that's not even anything new per se is just the concept of giving your employees all the information they need within, say, a single app instead of going to five different apps. So you go to your ERP app, you go to your finance app, you go to the approvals app, right? You can start to integrate some of that functionality. So I think that's the first step of making the experience better for people. Um, After that, you start to see building things like more contextual engagement with your customer, not Mm -hmm. just, uh, I'm going to send a blanket coupon to everybody, but when Maribel walks in the store, you have some sense it's Maribel, you know what she's done before, Um, she might be here for X. Mm -hmm. So you can start to route her through a store, as an example, based on a shopping list that she's collected on the phone. Uh, You can start to allow people to um, do things like, walk into a client, and if the client asks them a question, you can Mm -hmm. do the analytics right there on the tablet and give them the answer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can show them new videos Mm -hmm. of, um, here's what something looks like in 3D, and here's how you fix it, or here's how you reorder things, Mm -hmm. right? So experiences that were very static and difficult to provide before Mm -hmm. can be very dynamic, visual, and engaging now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, talk a little bit about the, the new possibilities with touch voice and gesture that that's there today right what what can people do with that yeah so um i think in the past everything was about a keyboard and a mouse and one of the most fascinating things that's happened in computing is this concept that it's almost uh uh, for those that were into sort of sci-fi the star trekization of technology right Mm -hmm. i start to speak to things and things happen i can do gestures in the sky but it's really thinking about um when is the right time to ask for something via voice? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, that could be, oh, I need to be hands-free um, because I'm scanning something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that might mean that I need glasses that can show me some additional information because I'm so working with my hands. Yeah. So I think that um, the ability to have multiple navigation methods Mm -hmm. in a device now allows people to really think about, well, how would somebody go through this process Mm -hmm. and how can I make it easier for them Mm -hmm. and how can I give them more information without making the process complex? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And are you seeing, um, so we, we talked about consumers a little bit, but, and what, so other than field services, are you seeing any other use cases in the enterprise where it's really exploding in terms of usage and uh, more apps being built? Well, there there's apps being built across all the industries. Right. So if, um, if we're talking about people wanting to use new and different navigation mm-hmm. methods, you mm-hmm. know, you can look at how people are doing it in the healthcare market. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example... Healthcare has started to really, uh, you know... Push the envelope. Yeah, exactly. Like they're building so many apps and so many cool things they're doing with mobile, actually. What are some of the examples you've come across? You just Yeah, they're doing a lot of interesting things with patient care, right? So everything from just making the process of checking you in and and collecting data simpler to seeing charts to aggregating all of the patient's information Mm -hmm. to collaborating with other doctors Mm -hmm. on treatments to using machine learning to get new insights about... um, different types of diseases and how they might want to treat different patients. So Mm -hmm. there's a 
ton of innovation going on in healthcare. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we didn't talk about, you know, one of the big, third big trends that I see happening in organizations mm-hmm. is this concept of um, new devices and new data. So the whole IoT and wearables movement right. is right. actually pretty big in enterprise right now. Mm-hmm. And wearables can be as simple as, you know, maybe I have a wearable to replace my security badge. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I have a wearable to get, you know, actionable notifications about something I need to do right away. Maybe I have a wearable that is, you know, on my face and it's a helmet and it's in construction and it's telling me, you know, don't touch that piece of equipment. It's too hot for you because it can nice, read the yeah. sensors, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it would be great to just, you know, um, not have a badge itself, like an office badge, and just have an app on your phone and it just pops up and it scans automatically when you're right there. That would be so cool. You don't have to carry something extra. I'm always forgetting my badge. <laughs> it's possible today. It's just having know, the right tools and tech. So yeah. I think in, in the new world, you know, that leads us probably to the fourth trend, which is around uh, security and thinking mm-hmm, differently mm-hmm, about security. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's really about locking down the device was sort of how we used to think about it or locking down the apps. And now we're thinking about a more confidence-based security. You know, is this Maribel? Well, it's her phone and she's wearing the wearable and she right. has a pin code. So, and she's on, on the networks uh, on in the corporate building so I can give her access to everything. And there could be like some facial recognition aspect mm-hmm. to it also. Like it's all just happening all together and... Yeah. Yeah. And you can pick and choose, you know, for the location, uh, for the type of data. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think people are are thinking of what's a more nuanced security strategy look like. Yeah. Um, And just talking about security, since we just got out of the Mobile Leader Summit security panel, what can you summarize a little bit about what the panelists talked about as Mobile Security 2.0? Yeah, I think the I, I think the most interesting thing in security panels now is everybody tells you about how you can't be secure. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> um, there's no such thing as 100% security, and I think we always knew that, but we sort of denied it. Mm-hmm. And now the question is, um, there there's also a healthy recognition that you can't control your environment. So mm-hmm. people are going to bring in their own devices, and they could be all kinds of devices. Right. And and really, what it comes down to is the thing you're really concerned with is the app and the content, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then. From a security strategy, you have to really figure out how do you secure the app and the content and mm-hmm. how much security is enough based on, you know, what that data is, how how risky right. is it for you to lose that data. There so should be like different security levels likely, right? Just based on the criticality of the information in the app or, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We talked a lot about sort of the broad brush to security mm-hmm, and how mm-hmm. security was really binary and it was either on or off. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now I think we're getting back to that, well... Um, you know, this data is more secure than that, needs to be more secure than that data. Or, you know, maybe it's a role or maybe it's a data. So it could be identity or it could be application and content. Yeah. And even within applications, we're starting to talk about things like, okay, you've got email. Does all of your email need to be secure? Or is it only, you know, certain documents that need to be secured? So I think people are trying to get the right balance. Yeah. And I think that'll actually make lives, uh, enterprise IT lives easier because you don't have to think about securing every single app with the highest amount of security, but you can kind of take it on a stage basis. And so it really makes it less complicated if you think about it. Um, Okay. Anything else you want to say about security? Just make sure you have a strategy around it. A lot of people are, uh, they don't necessarily treat um, mobile security with the same vigor as they treated other security patterns, primarily because um, malware has taken a long time to have a similar impact on mobile as it's had on PC. 
but it's coming and we can get ahead of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's the important part right there. Like yeah. we have to plan today to just start getting ahead of what's coming in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So one last question. I wanted to get your opinion on this whole bots versus apps conversation. I mean, mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about it, yes, but, you know, and is are bots here to stay or um, are they, what, what is the future of bots versus apps looking like? Yeah, so I, I don't think of them as either or. I, mm-hmm. think of, I think of them as you can have bots within apps. Mm-hmm. And the question is, um, when does a bot make sense? So you can have them on a, you can have them in a website conversation or you can have them in an app. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose you could have them just as themselves, but those could be kind of strange and creepy. <laughs> just talking like, to a bot. I, I mean, just as themselves, like what, what, what do you see them? What sort of use cases do you think that would that play? Yeah. Okay. So I, I would say the first thing we have to realize is that, um, while the concept of bots has been around for mm-hmm. a while, this generation of bots is pretty new. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think the intent of bots is to learn what a person needs to do mm-hmm. and make that simpler so that you will have fewer clicks or so that you'll have fewer things that you need to enter. And, you know, when I was right. at Build, for example, mm-hmm. they did some really good demos of illustrating how, oh, you're going to go to a conference. I know you like to go to the Westin, I know these are the dates of the conference, I'm going to invoke the Westin bot, uh, tell them what the dates are and the location, Mm -hmm. and that saved you a step in the process. So you Mm -hmm. know right out of the gate, you don't have to go to a different app to search for it, you don't have to put in all the parameters, Uh, it then went so far as to then, you know, start communicating with your friends about, hey, I'm coming to town because it knew those friends were nearby. So those things don't all happen at once, but I think the, the intent of the bot is to make accessing data easier for you. Mm. And you can do that by either typing it or speaking to it. So mm-hmm. it gets into that multi-mode navigation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the concept of that might be the first interaction that you have with the service and then it can go into more detail where you click over into it. Right. But you can yeah. also use a bot to just integrate your stuff into anybody's service, which is a great example of how Starbucks or Uber, mm-hmm. Uber is a great example of that. I'm in my United app and I can order Uber from my United app, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So eventually does that, you know, does that come up as a bot and I'm doing it that way? Does right. it come up as clicks? There's right. different interfaces you can use and you can use, people have different styles. So some people might love bots and other people may never, ever use them. Yeah, yeah. I know. Because I was seeing just something the other day about um, some pizza ordering thing where the app just seemed a lot easier because I can just do it in like, you know, six or seven taps and then the bot would just take so much longer, so many more taps, it seems like. So it really depends on how they build it too, I think. Um, And I think that's a... I think the interesting thing with bots and the interesting thing with machine learning is that everybody assumes it just happens. Mm-hmm. There's actually a fair amount of yeah. heavy lifting on behalf of the developer to make that work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have to go back and say, okay, um, all these questions come up when you're using the bot this mm-hmm. way. Like, what can we automate in that to make it quicker? Or, mm-hmm. gee, the bot learned to do it this way. We don't think that's the most efficient way or we don't think it's the right content. So you have to retrain the bot. And by the way, you've got to give a bot a whole bunch of data at the outset so that it can even figure out what to do unless you want to code the whole thing from scratch. So this is why I say that while the concept's been around for a while, the way we're doing it now um, is another iteration of it Mm -hmm. and it's a very early iteration of it. Mm -hmm. So I think in a year's time, 
I'm pretty sure we'll still be talking about bots. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll have a slightly different term around them. (laughs) They'll evolve a bit. But, you know, you can't you can't argue with the success of like what something like WeChat had with its initial use of bots. And we're just making that um, less about, you know, a human talking to somebody and more about the machine taking the first couple of steps to help you. Mm -hmm. But they're humans in all of this. Right. That's true. Yeah. So as a final um, question, where do you see the future of mobility uh, going, especially in the enterprise? Yeah, that's actually really interesting because I no longer think about it as a future of mobility. Yeah, what uh, do you think about it? I just it? think about it as a future of computing and the mm-hmm. future of apps and services. So mm-hmm. I I assume that everything is mobile and everything is cloud-friendly at this point. Yeah. And I think that's really important for people. When do you think that apps. that's the case in the enterprise, though? Not yet. Yeah. Not yet, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it will be. And what we're starting to see now, mm-hmm. and I think bots and other things that we're talking about is a really good example of that, mm-hmm. is the concept of the seamlessness of, of uh, a service across multiple devices. Like, is a Surface Pro a laptop replacement? Is it a mobile device, yeah. right? Um, if you start something on a laptop you can pick it up on a mobile if Mm -hmm. you're within one operating system Mm -hmm. so i think we're starting to blur the lines of what computing is and Mm. i think that when people are building computing um the the idea of mobility is just making sure that you understand that screen sizes change and navigation modes change and now that so much of that screen size and navigation mode change is happening in pcs and people are looking at windows 10 they're already thinking about redoing apps to maybe take advantage of some of Windows 10. And when they think of Windows 10 and when they think of mobile, a lot of the structures are parallel now, right? You mm-hmm, get detachable mm-hmm. keyboards, you get voice, That's true. you get digital assistants, um, you know, you got touch, right? So there's, um, you know, maybe some of the sensors are different, uh-huh. right? You get image capture in both of them, but maybe you don't have a location chip in your laptop style thing but you do in your mobile style thing so you have to think about how that is but maybe you have a 3d camera only on the tablet laptop but not on the smartphone yeah so i think that i think the differences become less about whether or not it's mobile Mm -hmm. and more about what are the different functionalities of the device Mm -hmm. and um what do you think um what what's the one takeaway that enterprises should uh, should take from what you just said like i i would say don't think about it as replicating pc apps which i think everybody's gotten that memo yeah, yeah. but i think the the flip side of that is really thinking about um what are all the new things you need to embed into your workflow mm-hmm. because they don't exist you know the your your erp system might not be ready for image capture and exactly. location based services yeah. and um, IOT sensor data that says whether or not your engine's going to fail, right? So these are things where you have to look at what are all the potential new data sources you can have? Where does it make sense to put them into an app? Which apps will you put them into? And is that something you have to build? Can you buy it? Can your existing vendor support any of that? Mm-hmm. So it's really reconceptualizing what your workflow looks like because now you have more information. I like that. All right. Well, thanks, Maribel, for your time. Thank you.